On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Heidi Bartolotta as she's a self-motivated, compassionate, driven leader, a mentor, coach, mom, sister, friend, and founder of the Moms Making Six Figures podcast. Heidi has helped hundreds of mostly female entrepreneurs create their own success. But before we get to the podcast, I have to tell you all about the Marketing Essentials Moment the basics that you need to help you build your brand and your bottom line. And today I want to talk to you about the importance of multi-purposing your content and reusing it and sharing it in different ways. You're creating content as it is. I mean, all businesses should be creating at least some type of content, whether it's for social media or whatever the case might be. So let me give you an example. So for this marketing essentials moment, for example, I'm going to tell you tips about things that we do, and then we're going to turn this into a blog post, and then we're going to share it on social media, and then we're going to take that and then have little clips and quotes and things that we can share out on all the different types of platforms, whether it be Pinterest or Instagram or in our Facebook group, all of the places, right? So thinking about how you can strategize with the types of content that you're creating on a regular basis and how you can repurpose it. So another example, every second Thursday of the month, we do the marketing expedition webinars, live webinars that we record. And sometimes I turn those into podcast episodes, or then we'll take and have clips that we can use on YouTube or into our social media if we so choose. And thinking about the powerful moments of what's said in the content that you're creating and how you can take those and capture them, making memes or, you know, maybe there's statistics that you're dropping that you could then take and make infographics out of, or maybe you can make a collection or a series and then put those all together as a white paper. Just thinking about how you can leverage the content that you're creating and ways that you can continue to use it and multi-purpose it across different channels, different platforms, and speaking to the audience that's on each of those types of platforms. And of course, making the content where it's visible in each of those platforms. Pinterest has a different aspect ratio than what Instagram does or what Facebook does. So thinking about how your content can be repurposed for those platforms and what kinds of content would make the most sense. We know that in Instagram, we can't have a link unless you have over 10,000 followers. So you have a link in your bio rather than having a link inside the post itself, right? So just thinking about how you would tailor each of those pieces of content for each different platform. And then of course, using a scheduling tool, we use our own tool that we broker as an agency, which we call Pepper Post. And then we take that content and slice and dice and put it the right sizes. And then we schedule it out and and have it going ongoing for the rest of the month, right? So thinking about how you're going to post, what you're going to post, what topics you're going to use, what platforms are most appropriate for each of those topics. LinkedIn, you know, is a little more business professional than say what Facebook is or Instagram, unless you're using it for your business. So think about the types of things that you can use across all of the channels, the omni channels of all of the the different platforms that you have. And of course, the blog posts and how you can turn these into blog posts and use SEO tools. We have a tool that we use that helps us with ranking and understanding how the blog posts will work best on our website, how it's going to drive traffic with backlinks and links out and, you know, all the things that are important when you're thinking about SEO. So 
those are some ideas for you on how you can repurpose. And if you want help along the way, of course, we're here to help. Reach out to us, then we can kind of strategize this whole idea of multi-purposing your content to leverage your time. And, you know, I always say measure what you treasure, dump what you don't, and automate what you hate. <laughs> All right. And now let's get to our podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition community. And today's guest, we have Heidi, say your last name so I don't mess it up. <laughs> Bartolotta. Bartolotta. See, I would have messed that up. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Heidi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So Heidi, let's tell our audience a little bit more about you and the things that you do and the mom that you are and all the fun things that's going on in your world. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I'm a mom of two, as you mentioned. Probably the craziest thing in my life right now is my older daughter is in full-on college application mode, which for anyone out there that has kids that have gone through that, if you haven't, just be prepared. It's a a full-time job. Um, And I am the owner of Moms Making Six Figures. And um, yeah, just... You know, busy, active mom, lots of lots of business mm-hmm. around motherhood. So right. Mm-hmm. So mom's making six figures. Let's dig into that a little bit more. What kinds of things do you do? I know you have the podcast. Tell me more. Yeah, Mom's Making Six Figures is a marketing platform that I started in 09. Um, I left the pharmaceutical industry and wanted to do something completely different. And I started that brand and we do marketing for a consumer packaged goods company. And then about a year ago, I had kind of had on my heart for quite a few years to do a podcast and kudos to you because it is, (laughs) it's a lot and you don't know until you get into it. Right. But I really wanted to share stories of women, um, I've been blessed to be around a lot of successful women, and I just really wanted their stories out there. Most of them don't tell their stories because they're not in an industry where it's appropriate to do that. And so um, that's where the podcast came from. It's been kind of a passion project. I I love it, though. It's definitely one of the things that fuels my soul. So Absolutely. And I happen to realize that you're kind of a connector in the area, aren't you? <laughs> little little bit yeah you seem to know some people (laughs) yeah it's nice to help people to find the people that they can really you know do something with right so Yeah. yeah And how we met, we actually got together to do a mastermind group and have women surrounding us and other entrepreneurs and people to to talk to and lean on and do that. And it's been fun. Yeah, that high performing women is it's a fun thing when you have a group of women that will really come together and be vulnerable with one another. I think it allows us to really invest in each other. So. Yeah. yeah, and leaning on other people who are maybe going through something similar to you, or they could give you advice on things that you're struggling that they may have gone through, or you know those types of things, right? They see it through a different lens too, because we were all from very different industries, yeah. so it was really, I think that part of it was really interesting to me was to get to hear 
you know, from eight different women, the way that they saw the problem. And um, I think that that was a very cool part of what we did. So yeah, absolutely. Have you done masterminds before that any time before? I have, but generally they've been everyone in the same industry. So it was, this one was a little bit different for me because we were all so different. And some of us, like you and I, didn't even know each other coming into it. So there was really a lot of um, discovery. And I think that for me, that piece was really amazing because I got to learn a lot about different industries and people's backgrounds, but also the way that they viewed a problem it kind of gave me this diverse look at my situation when, you know, when I would bring up something. So let's talk more about your background and where you're from. And okay. I love this question. Tell me what year you graduated high school without saying the year, what was going on during that time frame? Big hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that gives us some kind of idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really big hair? Yeah. The wave, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Lots of Aquanet hairspray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so take me back. What what happened? Where were you? What did you do to where you are now? I um so I I was actually born in Boise, but my mom moved me to Hawaii when I was five. So um I grew up on the islands and I'm, you know, I'm white, so that was a little bit different at the time just because Maui, where I was, was still primarily locals. Most of the military base was on Oahu. So I grew up in a, I was a minority, which was, I think, really interesting to grow up in that way and wonderful. Um, Loved Hawaii, but we moved, I finished my last year of high school in San Diego, and then I went on to college in Seattle and really wanted into the pharmaceutical industry. When I was in when I was in school, that was kind of pharma and med device were kind of like, you know, the careers at the time that a lot of people were talking about. But I didn't play sports in college. So it took me a little bit to get into it because they really recruited heavily out of um, the, you know, the different mm-hmm. um, sporting groups. And so um, I went into a tech sale and worked my way into pharma. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good, for me, it was a great profession for a long time. I really, really enjoyed, I enjoyed it. But motherhood just, as we all know, anyone that yeah. has children, motherhood just changes. It changes the dynamic of your life. It changes you. It changes your world entirely. And um, and I needed to find something yeah. different. So that's when I started Moms Making Six Figures. And boy, was that a journey. So talk about marketing. Like that right. was a crash course in how the heck do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So so what's one thing you wish you would have known before you started doing all of the things that you were doing with Six Figures? Um, oh my gosh, there's so many things I wish I would have known. Um, <laughs> probably the biggest thing was is I wish that I would have learned to ask questions better. Mm-hmm. I think because I felt so unprepared I felt very uneducated in the space that I moved into I was hesitant to sound stupid and so I didn't ask a lot of questions and looking back at it now I think I could have saved myself a lot of heartache if I had sought out resources of people like you that really knew what they were doing and asked the questions instead of just kind of like diving in and you know failing miserably and I mean I learned a ton from it but I would have saved myself a lot of heartache and a lot of money honestly yeah 
I think there's something to be said about that because sometimes you don't want to feel like you don't know anything. And so if you feel like if I ask this question, then they're going to know that I don't know. I, I, I understand that feeling. I think I spent a lot of my early career trying to dodge that too, just as much so that you didn't appear to be like you didn't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. And I think also because I had come from um, a position where I really knew what I was doing and it was hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, to step into, oh my gosh, I know nothing in this space. And that was a really, that was a rough transition. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so then now you've all, you're all the wiser. No, <laughs> somewhat at this for, you know, for a while. Uh-huh. So what are some things that you do to help market your brand and, and get your business out there? Well, we do a lot of Facebook ads, Instagram ads. We've done a lot of print actually over the years. And for for me, print has actually worked out very well because it allows us to tell our story in a little bit of a different way in a local community, which is important for us. Um, we've obviously, you know, done different kinds of outreach like mailers and those kinds of things. But I would say for me, the print really has been the most successful. Um, the, the interesting thing about that is obviously print has changed so dramatically since I started until now, but it's kind of having a resurgence because on social media and online advertising is so scattered now. And it's difficult for people to navigate, as you know, because you navigate it for your clients, right? Yeah. Um, it's constantly changing and um, there's so much, there was so much frustration for me with, you know, Facebook ads and Instagram ads that I kind of started looking again at other options and um, print is doing really well for us. So, yeah. yeah. Now is moms with six figures, is that your primary focus on what you do or are there other things that you work on too? Yeah. Moms making six figures is my primary focus. Um, I, I have a few other businesses, but that's my primary, that's where 85% of my time goes. Yeah. yeah. You enjoy it, right? I do. I love it. It's so interesting, right? Because, and I, and I try to say this to especially younger women, you have this idea, I think, especially when you're in college and, you know, you get out of college and you invest in a career, you have this idea of what your life is going to be. And sometimes it takes these turns that are just, you're like miserable at the moment, but it ends up being the biggest blessing in the long run. And that's definitely what happened for me. So yeah, yeah I'm definitely where I should be. Good. Now, okay, so you went to Seattle and then you went back to San Diego and then to Idaho, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So in San Diego then, were you working or were you, what were you, do, what time frame was that when you started this? Were you yeah. in San Diego? I was in started? San Diego yeah. when okay. I started Moms Making Six Figures, yeah. Yeah, I've only been um, back in Boise for two years. Oh, okay, so, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so primarily San Diego. Yeah. And again, that's a very different market than here. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what, what has been your like biggest surprise coming back to Boise? Um, it's, it's sweet here. Like people are so kind. You shouldn't tell anybody. No, it's awful here. It's it's terrible. terrible. You can't come to Boise. It's really bad. (laughs) People are horrible. They're rude. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's been a really, um, yeah, it's very joyful here for me for a lot of reasons, but this place is just special. Yeah. And what took you from San Diego back to Boise? Oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I kind of always knew that I would end up in Boise just because this has always really been home to me. Both of my grandparents, really all of my family with the exception of my mother, 
um, were here. So I would come here in the summers and when I was in college in Seattle, I would drive over, you know, on most breaks to see my family. So it's always been kind of like uh, that yeah. place that's really comfortable for me. Yeah. I think that I thought I would retire here eventually, but COVID really shifted, I think, for all of us, our lives. And right. for me, it just kind of prompted that move mm-hmm. a little bit sooner, sure. mainly because of my girls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since you were born in Idaho, that doesn't make you the Californian coming from, you know, <laughs> the Californians get kind of a bad rap to come to, to our area. So, <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is I've experienced that multiple times because when I went to Seattle for school, that was when everybody in Washington state was like, get out if you're from California. <laughs> and, and then I come to Idaho and it's the same way. It's like, I, I spent a time in California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. But I'm not from, I'm born in, from Idaho. Know, I've said that, I've said that to people a couple of times. I'm yeah. like, actually born, born at St. Luke's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? So you know. <laughs> oh no, you have to like preface it with this. Well, I spent time in California. Yeah. I was born here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I imagine it's like that in other areas or you know across the country where lots of influx of people are moving and people are able to work from home and you know you can you you work from home I do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and where you record your podcast in a studio studio yeah Mm -hmm. okay yeah so it's it's nice especially in this area I mean when when you're commuting in Seattle or San Diego right people it's going to take you you know two hours to get you know where you need to go or an hour whereas in Boise this whole area it takes you 20 minutes right and and if you're from here it's all the way out in Nampa right I mean it's only it's literally only 20 minutes away (laughs) that's so funny I actually had to call um, a contractor to come do something at my house and his response was, oh, I don't feel like coming over to that side of town today. And I was thinking, I'm 20 minutes yes. from you. <laughs> yes. It's just such a different mindset. Yeah, the mindset, yeah, yeah traffic. and yeah. But, but now that people can work from home, it's a little bit, you know, different where people are commuting from their couch to their kitchen mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, across town. So, yeah. yeah. I was actually just in Montana. And to your point, mm-hmm. they are experiencing the same thing. They're the same kind of growth. Not quite as much as we are here in the Valley, but, and they have the same sentiment, yeah. you know, yeah. and people from Washington and people from California, I think people from those states are just, they're wanting a different quality of life. Right, right. Okay, so let's set the stage for maybe somebody who wants to get into the industry that you're doing now. Mm -hmm. What kind of advice would you give them? What would you say to them to say, here's what you need to think about and watch out for, and this is what I love. Tell, Tell us. So I would say... Any And I, I will say my industry, but generally I will say becoming an entrepreneur from someone that was in a corporate position because that was really my big transition. And I would say you need to have thick skin because you have to go through a lot of growth. It's very different going from a position where you're kind of in a way told what to do, not entirely depending on your position, but generally, yes, mm-hmm. you have you know, set things that you are needing to perform into a position where you run everything. Um, there's just so much learning that happens. And I always suggest to women when I'm talking to them, just give yourself grace and, mm-hmm. and make sure that you have a really, really strong belief in the fact that you can do it. You just need to be able to learn through 
the road bumps that you're you will face without question Absolutely. yeah i know right yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's that's always the the thing that kind of holds people back sometimes is the fear of what if i don't know what i'm doing what if i can't figure it out and what if i don't make any money and all of those things right yeah. <laughs> i actually read a quote this morning that said um the price for success is failure yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah i see that i can see that <laughs> Okay, so I know you make your podcast, but what other podcasts do you like to listen to to get inspiration? Oh my gosh, there's so many of them. Um, I really like Guy Raz, How I Built This. That's a really cool one because they he interviews so many different types of business owners. And again, you get to hear all of the behind the scenes, how it happened. And sometimes those you were mentioning, I'm, you know, kind of a connector, not quite a connector like you are, but, um, but those, those connections that sometimes just completely change the trajectory of someone's business and life. And I just think it's so cool to hear. The other one that I really like is called the life coach school. And that one is really more personal management, self-development kind of. Um, that's, that's one that I listen to frequently. Oh, okay. I'll have to check those out for sure. We'll put them in the show notes too. <laughs> oh, one more. Oh, yeah, Can I give ahead. you one more? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so actually he's my mentor. Um, oh. it's called open your eyes and it's McKay Christensen. Fantastic. It's, I've always forget to say it because I get to speak to him personally, <laughs> but, but his, um, his podcast is exceptional. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I think you recommended that to me and I went, listened to one of the episodes that you told me to l- listen to. That was a while ago, but yeah. that's right. That's right. <laughs> and now a message about one of our sponsors, Nadine West, which is awesome, affordable outfits that are delivered to your doorstep each month or however often you want it delivered. And each month features surprising new outfits that consist of items perfectly styled just for you. And you only keep what you love and then send the rest back free of charge. I absolutely love it. The things that they send me, I often keep more than not. And so for our listeners, if you sign up today using my link, you'll get $10 credit and free shipping on your first order. So go to peppershock.com offers and sign up for Nadine West and get your $10 credit. I know you're going to love what Nadine West sends to you. I even get a personal message from her asking how everything's going. Anyway, so go to peppershock.com slash offers and sign up for Nadine West. Okay, so who are some people that have helped you along the way? You mentioned your mentor, but what are some thoughts of who kind of helped you get to where you are now? Oh my gosh. I think every stage had someone different. Um, So I will... I actually just texted him before I walked in here. I have a graphic designer that has been in the industry for so long that he really guided me in the beginning with branding. Um, His name is Matthew, and he's been probably the biggest blessing for me because he had built so many brands prior to mine that he kind of gave me nudges like, you should be thinking about this or we should be doing this. Um, I have a really dear friend named Jake Jacoby that's built multiple businesses, and there were times where I needed a shoulder to cry on, and I need someone to tell me that I could keep going and actually do it, and yeah. he was one of those people. Um, McKay has been with me all the way along. So, And then, honestly, recently it's been the eight of you. You know, yeah. That group that we had was really powerful for me. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I learned so much from each of you, but it also, you each inspired me in different ways, which was really cool. So, yeah. 
Well, we held, held each other accountable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that accountability was a big one. <laughs> yes, inspiration, but accountability Ability. too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how about some stories, some success stories of things that you've done that have maybe helped others along the way or things that you've done to kind of help build up what you're doing? Yeah. Probably one of the things that I will say, and I kind of mentioned this, is um, one of the biggest success stories that we have was in telling stories in print. Yeah. And marketing is really about telling stories. It's right. It's hitting the heart of your target demographic. And how do you do that and do it in a way that delivers? And for us, print just happened to be the way to do that. You can obviously do it in you know lots of different uh, formats, but. Um, and it was one of those things that I just kind of went with my gut on it. At that time, the time that I started doing it, everyone was moving to online advertising. And I just had this kind of gut feeling that using this local publication would be successful for us. And it was a pretty big investment at the time. It was the most that I had ever spent on advertising. And um, we did it and we got a tremendous return from it. And I think there were so many things that happened in that. Number one, obviously, it was great to have the success from it, but it also gave me a little bit more belief in trusting myself to move forward with things that I just had that feeling would work. And a couple of times over, you know, the years, that's been that's been a really good thing for me to have kind of in my in my pocket. So it's like validation, yay, mm-hmm. you did it. Yeah. Okay, so let's explain a little bit more. So you would, what would you, what stories would you print of women that I was working mm-hmm. with that were successful? Okay. Our brand is called Moms Making Six Figures, right? And we had women that were coming out of the corporate environment and really transitioning their lives. And um, so we were telling those stories with pictures and in print, and it was just a great way to deliver that message. So it's quite more like an advertorial, rather. I mean, because there's content mm-hmm. that's written about the people that you're highlighting and featuring, yeah. but it's also promoting the podcast, too, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ad- advertorial as opposed to editorial or just a blatant advertisement. Mm-hmm. You're really giving content to the readers to value as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine the people that you highlighted too, I mean, they probably saw a lot of value in it as well, right? It was very good for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's reciprocating really. It's giving an abundance and then receiving an abundance too. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And it's it's so neat to be able to highlight people as you know, because you do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's great to feel that way and get that back in return. And it's not necessarily like you're doing it as of, you know, oh, if I do this, then they're going to give me something. It's because you want to. And then it's sort of that residual side effect and ripple effect that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this podcast is, it exists. Right. <laughs> For sure. Just so that people can listen and get the value from the things that we do as an inter- you know, as we interview and on your podcast too, when you interview people, it, it gives you that sense of feeling like, if we can both help each other out in one way or another, and then, you know, you spread the the word, I spread the word and we both win right now, more people will know about six figures, you know? And I love, I love the fact that we're women doing it because that's such a passion of mine. And you don't, I don't, I don't think we see it enough. I would love to see it more. So I agree. I love it too. (laughs) Um, okay. So let's talk about the next, I don't know, six months, two years, 10 years. Where do you, where do you see yourself? What do you see uh, happening for your business? So I did my five-year projection. So let's talk about five years for me. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Five... I'm glad. No, that's great. Um, so I, my tagline is real women, real stories, real inspiration, right? And um, my goal over the next five years is to 
pull out some really, I have a couple of them, pull out some really interesting stories of women that um, would never put themselves out there, but will be tremendous inspiration for the people that get to listen. And as far as the growth of my business, I'm really letting that happen organically. Um, I've I've been really pleased so far at when I when I started last year. My goal was do it for a year and see if I still love it. And if I still yeah. love it, then I'll continue on. And as you've said, I really really have enjoyed it. So yeah. the growth I'm letting happen. I've had a few offers to sponsor the podcast, which you and I have talked yeah. about, and yeah. I haven't decided to take that on yet for for specific reasons, but. I think eventually I probably will. So. Yeah. Well, there's ways to monetize it and be, you know, have some dignity in doing it and ways to, you know, promote the things that you love, right? And and endorse those things that are, you know, meaningful to you, not just things that would be random. And, <laughs> and do it with integrity because yeah. I really, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. So who is the best person to, you know, if, if you said, I want to seek out these types of people to be on my show, who would you say? I would say women that struggled the heck to get to six figures and are willing to tell their story and yeah. be open about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's the key too. They have to be able to talk about it because you're right. Sometimes people don't, they don't want to mm-hmm. tell you all the things that they went through, all the trials and tribulations and wins and you know, all that. Right. It's sometimes hard to talk about those yeah. big losses that you, you know, you hit along the way. Yeah. But I find oftentimes the ones that are hesitant to do that when they do the reaction that they get from the people that they're able to help in that is yeah. so rewarding that they kind of question why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, I'm one of those that don't always talk about my upbringing and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. when you go in front of a classroom full of, you know, aspiring high school students or, you know, what do you want to, what do you want to do when you grow up? And, and what are, what are some things that you aspire? Where, where can we help you with all of that? Then you have a more compelling reason to tell them so that they can get that inspiration to then go on to, you know, college or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think what you do is so amazing in that because, you know, there's, I think that sometimes people look at someone like you and think, oh, she was connected or oh you know this was given to them I don't know there's all of these it's like they just see the success and it's so good for them to see the struggle because they're gonna hit it we know they're gonna hit it (laughs) everybody has to yeah Yeah. it was like uh somebody said we're a 18 year overnight success yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's uh that that, wouldn't that be great Um, okay. You being a podcaster, what question would you ask yourself that I didn't ask you? Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, I don't know. I'm not coming up with anything. Let's see. So I wish I would have asked you before I started podcasting, um, the best way to kick off a podcast. Cause I think I did that pretty poorly actually. (laughs) Okay. And I know that 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 first um, month or two is super important. Mm -hmm. And I probably could have done it. I know, not probably. I know I could have done it a lot better. So lots of different tactics to take there for sure. (laughs) So if you're out there and you're thinking that you're going to kick off a podcast, I would definitely schedule an appointment with Ray (laughs) and say, teach me, give me the wisdom. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's awesome. We've actually, we've been doing that a lot for for people because I think the pandemic really sprawled this new revital, uh, revitalization of podcasting. And so we we created potterific.com, shameless plug. But Mm -hmm. if people are interested in that, we've we've been doing that. And Brian, you met here at at Pepper Shock. He's editing all kinds of podcasts now and Mm -hmm. different strategies for different people who've launched, right? And and you can relaunch or refresh or even do like a, a throwback to your original you know, mm-hmm. like if you had an opening message before you interviewed anybody, or if you don't, you can always go back and record just a, a short promo of what your podcast is all about. Cause and you can put that at the very front. And so people will listen to that to see if they get interested in the podcast. Yeah. And so there's lots of different little techniques that you can do to kind of help boost it and get more and do that. But we've had people who have launched their podcast and then did a PR circuit to where they would get interviewed by other PR people. So even though they're podcasters like you're doing, you know, you're on my podcast, Mm -hmm. I'll be on yours, Mm -hmm. being on other podcasts too, to then promote your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's lots of things that we could talk about and and maybe that's a whole nother podcast about podcasting. I was going to say, it sounds like something that you should do a podcast on. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, definitely lots lots of things that we've learned. And, you know, there's a lot of businesses out there that have grown as a result of the, the influx of podcasting too, like mm-hmm. podcast guesting, where they'll just book you as a guest on other people's podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And you can pay them to do that. Or it's also Podbooker and Legacy Podcaster and, and then all the rankings too. Do you watch right. your analytics on, you know, how you're getting ranked and all I that? I do sometimes. Yeah. I'm not as diligent about it probably yeah. as I should be, but yeah. Yeah, there's different indications and you can track what areas or, you know, what kind of topics or who gets gets more interest or more engagement Mm -hmm. and then do more more like that that. (laughs) yeah you know have repeat (laughs) guests and come back because it was so popular one of my mentors I've had him back on the show because he was the most um Ron Price Price Associates his the first podcast I did with him was one of the most downloaded podcasts uh in the history of our podcasting right and so I had him back (laughs) for that reason because he's awesome and he's so full of words wise you know wise words that you can just like quote every moment so (laughs) I'll have to go and listen to that one Yeah, he's great. (laughs) In fact, he just retired, which I was like, oh, no. But he's going to now move on to running a different company and and do different things. But he, um, yeah, Price Associates is a good one. Anyway, so what's kind of, since we were talking about challenges, what has been one of your biggest challenges that you've had to really face and overcome in doing what you're doing? So... um... Probably the biggest, it, well, I will, I will hit on two. The first one was in the beginning, it was definitely the belief in myself because I had not ever done anything entrepreneurial. So that one was my biggest first struggle that I had to get through. The second one later on would have been dealing with all of the technology. And um, I had a very, very intelligent friend of mine say, pay people to do the things that you don't understand how to do. And that really saved me, I think, because technology has never really been my strong suit. And when I would struggle to learn it, it was it was so time consuming and it took me away from what I I do very well. Mm-hmm. So so pay people to do the things <laughs> that you're bad at. <laughs> yeah, right. Surround yeah. yourself with people who are smarter than you in the room, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay, so three things that we always look at when we want to work with somebody, fun, fame, or fortune. Mm -hmm. You can only pick two. 
So the fun is, it's got to be fun. Fame, like there's more recognition because you've done it. It's something that, you know, you'll get notoriety for it. Fortune, you'll make money. So fun, fame, or fortune, which, which of those would you pick if you only could pick two? If I only could pick two. Well, it definitely wouldn't be the fame. So it would have to be the other two. Fortune and fun. Good. Yeah. You make some money while having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good. And it kind of goes along the line, better, faster, cheaper, only pick two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you can't have something faster and not pay for it. You can't have something cheaper and better, right? Right. <laughs> Excellent. Um, is there anything that you want people to know about your your podcast, um, how they get a hold of you, what they should listen to download, all that good stuff. Just go to momsmakingsixfigures.com. We have the podcast and the blogs there. Honestly, I think our blogs are exceptional. We do some really, really good deep dives in our blogs. So, and you can reach me on the website. So good. Excellent. Anything, any last thoughts, anything else you'd like to contribute? Just thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. And thank you for joining our women's group i think all of us coming together again was super powerful so yeah well and for those who have never participated in any kind of mastermind or group together i think that it's definitely something to consider because then you can have those people to lean on and have that support and you know text messages and you know all the things and go go for a a holiday cocktail for having some fun right (laughs) exactly we actually i think i told you this but we actually um did one through the podcast and we're having some fun with that so yeah we invited our guests and we i was surprised at the response actually how many how many women were out there that were like i've never done something like this and i think there would be value in it yeah. so definitely try it yeah. you know there's yeah. so many options well, out there and there's ones that you can pay for there's ones that you don't yeah. and or you just come together and say okay well i'll chip in some money and you know cover you know appetizers or whatever and yeah. then or venue kind of thing and and i've had several like that before where we just came together and it's other like-minded, you know, leaders, women leaders who, you know, cause you're right. You can't always talk to your employees. You can't always talk to your significant other about things. You know, you can have your support group. Yeah. <laughs> it really is a support group. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we get to make six figures because exactly. we have other women supporting us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming out today and coming to the studio and taking a tour. I know. I loved it. We're here. And uh, I know usually there's people here, but they're all working from home today. So (laughs) thank you for having me again. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, thank you for listening. And if there is anything that we could ever ask you to do, it would be to share this episode with others that you know that need to hear this episode and then give us a review. That's like gold, (laughs) right? It is. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And until next time, everyone, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.